0: Team, family, squadron, so excited to be with you for yet another episode of The Landing Band. Now today, today is different. Today, I'm feeling a little extra spice in the air. There's something about the rookery today. Uh, Yeah, there is something (laughs) about the rookery studios today that's got me a little on edge. We've got Warrior, two-time Golden Door winner, one of the best leaders, managers in the industry, Brock Grieve, here to shed his wealth of knowledge on pest control and leadership. I can't wait to get into it, but for right now, welcome out to yet another episode of The Landing Pad.
1: I get money, turn no vision through my third eye Yeah, next kill it, watch me flip it like this fire Like a white beer, check out this hill, and look at the blue sky I can protect, check, yeah, What we can see on my lip I don't regret, yeah, I'm betting I don't got a debt You crawl, for you wall, you can't ball, let me breathe By my dolls, hello, all, we gon' ball, I'm in the world Hey now,
2: you're an all-star, get your game on, go play Brock Welcome to the landing pad. Fired up to be here. It's good to have Brock, one of the OGs of the, if you know the old HTR days, one of the OGs of the OGs. Go back, we go back a long
3: time. We go back a lot of years. Yeah. Good old. <laughs> What's crazy, dude, is I'm older than you were when we first met. Yeah, I was 25. Don't know how no, you wrapped me into this for so no, long. I'm like 32. <laughs> I'm getting up there. Brock, we are so stoked to have you on.
2: We are going to get right into it. But before we do, let's get into some grit news. <laughs> So, uh, when this drops, this will already, like I said, always be old news. But we just had the casino night on Monday. It was a vibe. Always is. (laughs) Always is. (laughs) I was sitting at the craps table with you, and it was... Life-changing. Yeah, throwing make-believe money out there. It's just a good time. <laughs> it's a great time. Banks needs new shoes. Was, I was throwing <laughs> the dice, dude. And uh, I did all right until I threw that seven. But, hey, it was a great time. Those that were there, hopefully you showed up and had a good time. Until next year, Casino Night 2024. Great day. Next up, uh, this is actually one. Obviously, we've got the Grail Jam coming up. But this is one that's going to be happening when this drops on the Friday. Zach Seeger's getting married. It's on the third mm. to sweet Kennedy that is going to be a, a wedding for the ages so I don't know if it's open invite but show up show up Either. have some time say, <laughs> say it up to the guy so and, and your, yours truly is actually going to be doing the ring ceremony so I need to get tips from you East because you did Cody's ring ceremony so uh, I don't know what day that is that one's for sure not open to the public so I shout out know. Christian ministry. <laughs> yeah. Dot org. So I need to get uh, a license overnight certificates, man. I need to get it I don't think I'm marrying anybody, but I probably should still go through the motions. Okay Now Easton take us up on this one, please. Yeah. Yeah If you know, you know what time it is You know,
0: we just finished up the Super Bowl one of the best Super Bowls that I've seen in recent memory Uh for sure maybe my favorite Super Bowl since Tom tragically lost to Eli with the helmet catch and oh. David Tyree. But uh anyways, the Super Bowl is unreal. I went down, Drew, Calvin, Jameson, myself all, all went down to the Super Bowl and had a riot. But for those of you who are avid and regular listeners of the landing pad, you'll know that G Money Moolah and I absolutely cashed. Cash uh, we missed like we missed the color of the Gatorade. But other than that, I mean K C Moneyline check. Travis Kelsey anytime. Check. Jalen Hurts
2: anytime. anytime. Check. Tails. Tails on the coin toss. Check. <laughs> <laughs> what else was that? I, I mean, mean, we almost said I, uh, Patrick Mahomes MVP. Check.
0: check. I drilled one at the game just last minute. I heard a whisper, caught it in the air, <laughs> brought it in. And brought it right in. I guess not just the first touchdown score, uh, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. but second touchdown score, Travis Kelsey. One bet. It what was, what I, think it was, I think it was 16 to 1 or something oh like that. I mean God. it was it was it was an aggressive hit for sure. Yeah, so anyways, it was, we crashed and our guy Brock did well too.
3: That's right. That's right. Made it all on a beautifully cooked up four leg. It's nicely fried. Very nice. Really nice. That's
2: right. <laughs> Paid yeah. plus four hundred. It was awesome. I'm not gonna lie. When I was one of the few that were freaking out at the end of the game when you couldn't see you were there live East. Everybody else was waiting to see the color of the Gatorade, but nobody could see because it was—they missed it on TV. So everyone on Twitter was blowing up trying to find out what color the Gatorade was. It was tragic. Purple haze
0: came out of left field at plus eight hundred. Eight hundred. I, I, thought- sh- I should have known. There was—I call me crazy. Mm. I'm not just making this up. I was walking through the stadium, and there was a part of me that thought to myself. Is it really going to be lemon-lime? Like, Mm. I don't know anymore. I feel like it's going to be something exotic, like the jalapeno Mm. cucumber flavor. Purple rain. Or purple haze.
2: (laughs) Lo and behold. Purple haze is what it was. That had to be rigged. So we, uh, I don't know what my record was on the year. I was definitely not in the uh, positive. But the Super Bowl saved me like it always does. Maybe I'll just wait for all my bets for the Super Bowl every year. Because I hit every year. Strategic. Two for two. I don't lose. Moving on. Rest in peace to the Super Bowl. If you listened to the last podcast, it's so funny. Mark did an edit of it just being like us talking about it ending. And it's like just the saddest song. So go back and listen to that. Okay. Uh, you're in my favorite part of the podcast now. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle in. We've got some
1: hot oh. takes. Oh, Then I thought somebody was barbecuing.
2: Why is it so hot? <laughs> okay. Let's get started. Brock, your top 10 raw starting 10
3: ending at one go oh, i hate this <laughs> everybody does i hate listening to it and i also hate giving it there's so many names on here that should be here mm-hmm. okay so number 10 name that a lot of people don't know but uh i know this is i know that this is going to happen colton Remond- Remond? One of the, one of the two one of the two uh-huh. New guy uh, coming back into the pest control industry. Sold 700 accounts a couple years ago at a different company. Wow. Left the industry to go try solar for a couple years. Just coming back. So he's number 10. He's well, working with me. We'll be in office. Welcome back to the fold. We That's love right. it. We love it. Okay. fold. <clears throat> number nine, Zach Kinzel. Number eight, Caleb Grandel. Number seven, Alec Withers. Number six, Corbin Hansen. Five, Bennett. Four, Chuck. Three, Cody. Two, Seeger. And then I'll take number one. Oh, I love that. I love to see it. It's already I starting. I love that. First top 10 that doesn't have Seeger
2: at number, <laughs> at number one. one. It's crazy. Oh, I love that. No. And if there's somebody that actually believes it, it's
0: Brock. Oh, for sure. It's interesting because even last year when it was, I feel like Drew coming off of two back to back million dollar summers, we still had people come on the landing pad last year. And I think a fair amount of people. Didn't put Drew at one. So it's just been interesting. He made a good point. It's so interesting to just see that, like, oh, it's just de facto, seeker, seeker, seeker.
2: And, like, for sure has a way good shot. But
3: yeah, I mean, he earned it. He did what, 100K in a week?
2: Like, yeah, how do you yeah, bet against that? Was, right? a, I suppose a, that's a good week. It was a decent week. Okay. It was a decent week. <laughs> no, I love that top 10. I think that is going to be different. I think that that is going to ruffle some feathers. And I love that you put uh, our boy, you know, the young blood, um, Hanson boy, Corbin, six. That'll ruffle some feathers. Dude, it's blanked. so good. He He's so on his name just then. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew his answer. Then it was James Jerem Drew. And like, you Corbin is through. the last one. That's funny. That's Corbin? Corbin? Yeah. Corbin? Cor- Corbin? Oh, Corbin. Yeah, Corbin. Yeah. Corbin. Yeah, the youngest, best rookie to ever do it. Well, that's a great top 10. Okay. Now let's get into the next portion. And this is a question, Brock. You've now done two Golden Doors, you are a very reputable source. So many people that we've had on, we've asked them how many Golden Doors we think the company's going to have this next year. Last year we had 13 or 14 Golden Doors, 13 people earned them. This year, the number that is getting passed around that is like locked in is 20. Over under 20 Golden Doors at the grip.
3: Mm. (sighs) Sharp line. Mm. Especially because like you know, I know almost all the rippers, you know, lots of these guys that I mean, talent wise, capability wise, you know, I, I should say over, um, <clears throat> I think the sad thing is that I probably, if I had to put money on it is I probably would take the under well, wow. and it's not for lack of talent. Um, I just remember right two years ago when the company started and one of our just, huge points that we wanted to accomplish was having a ton of golden doors. And I mean, I'll tell you, dude, there was like, like you couldn't go to the office without feeling like a, like an energy, right? Like all the trainings were packed with reps who were, like, you know, maybe sold 120 accounts the year before. And they're like, I'm getting a golden door and dude, they were putting in the work that like, you know, you would expect to see. So, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a lack of talent, but the reason I take the under is right It's like there's been tons of these vet trainings where like there's empty chairs like Mm. like The number of like people aren't I'm not getting hit up for like one-on-ones and I know like Zach and Cody and a lot of these other guys like we're just not like I Don't think I've like seen more than 20 people Um, and then also you take into account right like a Good handful of our golden doors last year are not gonna be able to knock anymore. Yeah, so, <clears throat> sad to say, I think I would probably have to take the under even wow. though I know that we're capable of more.
2: What well, if you had to put a number
3: on it, what do you genuinely think? Oh, it's so sharp. Um I mean, you subtract a few, add a couple, right? It's like I think it I think it could be right around like 16-17. Yeah. That's what I would say. No, it's something to think about like Dude,
2: getting a golden door, and I, I learned this more with Caleb, right? When he was on the podcast, run that one back if you haven't, or just listen to it if you haven't. Dude, it takes, and same with Zach Kinzel, like to get a golden door, it is so hard. It is so hard. A lot of people I know have the talent for it, but it is just the decision that, like, come hell or high water, I will stay out as long as I need to stay out. I will do whatever I have to do. And yeah, to your point, dude, I don't know if there are 20 people. 20 is a lot. That's a lot. 20s a time It's a whole office So Yeah A whole office of cold doors And Mm. it's like I don't know if we have 20 people That are actually Like When the rubber hits the road Willing to knock Until 10pm every night Willing to knock All day Saturday Knock until Thanksgiving If that's what it's like Yeah yeah that's where I'd probably
0: lean slightly under as well, like just barely. Yeah. Just because I just haven't seen in the office as far as approach goes, like there were so many, there were, you couldn't go anywhere in the office without seeing loose screws all over the floor two years yeah. ago. And it's like you had to wear close toe shoes, whole thing. Dude. Yeah, too. <laughs> there was Legos. just these loose screws everywhere two years ago. And I just, I think if we are going to have to do 20, I think the crazy's got to come back in, yeah. a, in a
2: big way. So, like I said, I, mean, I got some texts from people during the Caleb podcast. they like, hey, count me in. If that was you, I should be seeing you in the office a lot more. You should be DMing Brock, Seager, Cody, Cal, all the guys.
3: Going drew- on the blitzes, right? Like, <laughs> dude, it's getting it, out there as early as you can. Like, the, the, That's the real things that you look for. And we're going to talk about what it actually takes to get a golden door
2: in this podcast quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, it's yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. Some, ra-
0: some rapid fires. Some verses People love these prop bets. Start off with our guy Daniel Hanson, the man from Portland, versus a salty grit guy at this point, <laughs> our guy Cash. Who do you have, Daniel Hanson or
2: Cash? <laughs> oh. I think I'm going to go with Daniel. The, the new up-and-comer. It's oh, not really yeah. new. He's kind of salty, but new with us.
0: Yeah. I I mean, Cash is the guy. He was, he was over at my house last night. but Yeah. Daniel Hansen has ripped First year (laughs) selling past at like 250k in like two months Yeah, Yeah,
2: it was was a lot This is the thing right when I was making this I know cash has the potential To do it right like I think last year Him running his own team like him doing it like I think it took a lot out of him The guy is so talented when he Wants something I think Cash wants it this year so I'm gonna go Cash I'm gonna go cash but Daniel could run away with it if Cash doesn't decide that he wants it so, two Daniel, one Cash. All right, next up. Next up,
0: I think I have, I have a feeling I know which way Brock you go on this one. We've got B Doug, old faithful. <laughs> as faithful as the day is long. B Doug, an up and
3: comer, upstart, Britain Hemmert. Oh, yeah, B Doug. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. He's, he's figured, like, dude, this guy, right? I work with B Doug every day, and there's not a person at the grit who I love more. Uh, like this guy has just been on a journey to find like <clears throat> himself and like what's pushes him and he knows how to get to the next level. And something that he was talking about this week even was like, dude, I'm just going to put in the effort of a golden door winner and not pin myself down and cripple myself with like goals or craziness. Like he's just like, dude, if I just go out and I just put in the consistent effort that I need to, I'm going to have the results. And I 100% believe that that's like, going to happen and yeah, I believe I believe in I'll yeah, that's that's a huge bet. You believe in it all be Doug. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, I don't know if he's got a nickname outside of B Doug yet, but
0: B Doug is the Zen master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> B Doug has found Zen, dude. He has. It's Doug, been a journey his Chakras too. are aligned. He's yes. got his chi. Yeah, I'm I'm pff, B Doug. I love Britain great a huge rookie year. But just the belief, the Zen, the it's it's like Master Uguay out there still on pest control.
2: <laughs> yep, he has, dude. He has found himself. It out. Thing is, Britain is so talented, though. Britain is so good. Yeah, Rookie, 200k. You could go out and sell 500k, and yeah. I wouldn't be like that shocked. Yeah. So this is just
3: tough. I'm. I gotta go be Doug. <laughs> I gotta go be Doug too. <laughs> I just got. He's so due. He's, he's so ready. He's due. He's so ready. He's more ready than he's ever been. All right, last up. Last one.
0: We've got our guy, Tyson Fotheringham, huge first year at the Grit, landing pad guest,
3: versus one of my dogs, Drew Wood. What do you got? Tyson. Tyson, for sure. That guy's lost some screws. Like, you talk about screws loose. He's, he's actually one that I'd, yeah, I'd, I'll put my whole back end that he gets he's gonna get a golden door or or do more he could get a golden door early in the summer and finish it 700k like he's so good he is good he is good yeah i mean my
0: bias and my lo- i i mean these are both dogs but i gotta go with drew wood i think <laughs> yeah for years he's just and i think brock will talk about this he's been slowly ramping well not even slowly i mean he sold just under 300k as a rookie like he's really <laughs> he's really good yeah, at his he, job. Yeah this last year again 360k and significantly less time knocking. I think he's ready to make the jump. I think true goes and does Right around five six seven wow. hundred think he's going to sell a lot a lot
2: a lot. I got to go with Tyson. Yeah, sorry, and that's and fair and that's fair. Tyson, he's uh, he's coming out of the gate hot Drew I don't, I don't know that. These are always so freaking hard, but I don't know. All right, Andrew. Yeah, all right. Don't let me down. <laughs> let's go. All right. Well, let's get into it. Now we're time to get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. But first, a word from, no, just kidding. Uh, we've got the background of broad Grieve. I'm going to go rapid fire through. He's now done five years. Well, you've now done five years. I'm just going to go over the number of accounts you sold and how much revenue you produced. Uh, year one, good old Chicago, half summer. Sold 106 counts, 50k in rev. Great summer. Made some ch- made some cheddar. Got the job done. Year two jumped to 400. Did 4- 240k. Year three, 530, 371k. Year four, this when you had your first golden door. Sold 1,007. Did 770k. This and that was in Portland. This last year, running your dogs in a good old Shy Town, 610 selling 651k with a 1,068 068, 1,068 average contract value for. Pass control, yeah, 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 yeah. Gen pest. gen passed. So, Easton, can you break us down? The maybe just take this first question. But yes, we are sitting down with a guy that has has done it, right? Has done it, and that's the, kind of the, the questions are along aligned with just growing and leveling up. Because I think nobody has done it. I don't know if there's a better example than somebody taking this from a job that's just like. Yeah, I'm gonna c- come sell for half summer. Go boat. That was the reason why you didn't finish second summer. You wanted to go boat. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I was like, this guy's gonna be good. So I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna burn the ship and be like, no, bro, you gotta stay. So it was just half summer. You went home. You boat. You had a good time. And then, obviously, from that point to where you are now, it that is about is those golden, are, golden doors and buying boats. Yeah, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's a hell of a jump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he to take it away.
0: So the question that I want to ask is this. I feel like you more than most people have really latched onto the idea of execution creates opportunity and like year after year you've executed. And so you just have more opportunities than most people in the industry. So given like the Brock grieve, a sentence over the last three <laughs> years, like what is the roadmap? What does that look like for you? Execution creates opportunity year after year after year.
3: Yeah, I think they're like in this job, the the roadmap is The same for everyone or at least pretty similar, right? It's like you got to start somewhere and uh, Then you just build upon that, right? So I guess like what well, like the what the roadmap looks like, right you start your rookie year and <clears throat> You put in as much effort as you can you try to learn the skill And you know, that's just that's just year one, right? You don't think about it as a as a year-to-year thing like the people who really execute and have the opportunity are people who look at it as like a, not like I want to knock doors for everything, but as like a cool, like it's a, like I'm going to do this because it just makes sense type thing. And more,
2: more of a three to five year kind of thing.
3: Sure, sure. Maybe even without a time limit, maybe it's like, yeah, dude, I'm just going to execute, right? I'm just going to take it and, and I'm just going to execute. So, um, right. And then it's like, <clears throat> you know, the second year you go out and you just pick up where you left off skill wise. And also at least at the grit, right? Like the leadership, you know, just pushes you to like, believe in yourself and believe that you can like build a business. And so like the evolution goes from like, okay, cool. I'm going to try summer sales to, okay. I'm like decent at summer sales, but it's still like casual. Right. And it's, but then like, what happens after a couple of years is is you grow up and like, you have to start looking at your life and, and you got to start making some like big boy decisions. Right. It's like, (laughs) you know, a lot of us, you know, like, you know, most, most of the nation graduates college at like, you know, 22, like most of us are like 24, 25 with our missions. So it's like, you're like an adult and you got to start making adult decisions. And, and so it's like, cool. Like you go from rookie kind of like, you know, you're, you're seeing how it goes to, Becoming a casual rep, and in that process, you have big days and big weeks. And just like when you want a customer to say yes, you got to soft close them along the way. Well, those little specks of success become the soft closes for you, like realizing like what you can become. And so, right for me, it was like cool four hundred account summer, then five thirty the next year, and then it's like, well, now I'm like an adult. I'm married. Um, like. I've been good at this. And obviously we all know what that can turn into, right? If you're good at this, like how much money you can make, what opportunity that opens up. And so, right. If, if you treat that opportunity, then at that point, seriously. Right. And if you're like, okay, cool. I've sold 250 K I've sold, right. 350 K. And then you treat that as what it really is, which means like you've, you've just got it in you at that point to Mm -hmm. absolutely crush right and so for me right it's like and and for anybody in that case if you treat that opportunity seriously which you should it's it's i mean it's the best opportunity i think for anybody in the nation right it's like i'll take this to my grave i don't think there's a better job opportunity for young people than summer sales and specifically grit marketing but it's like cool so at that point you go from cool now i know i have this in me to okay let's 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 let out the beast and you just burn your bridges and you get to the point where you're just willing to sacrifice almost anything and, and you, and it's because you just want to like, see what you can do. So cool. So then, right. There's the thousand account summer first time, like really kind of like starting to lead teams. And you know, I was in the, all the, all, all the right things aligned. And then it's like, cool. Then you all of a sudden have to go from elite like elite sales rep to, Great sales, you know, or, or whatever that brought right casual sales rep to like elite sales rep to well now all of a sudden you have like people in your stewardship and I think previously right when like when I had my thousand account summer, it was more about Like maybe the clout like I want to be seen as a leader Maybe it was a little bit more selfishly, but then it gets to the point where like Well now it's like I have to wake up every morning and give a training to all these rookies who are just struggling and they're like relying on me. And now all of a sudden you have this like love for the people that you've brought in. And so you have to then evolve from sales rep to, to leader, which is, you know, the most precious title that you can truly have. And so it's like, okay, cool. Now I got to know how to inspire, organize, plan, uh, teach and, and build up people who can, who can go out and do it. And so and then, and then you get there and then you can continue to level up and maybe be the best rep in the industry. Maybe, maybe run a, you know, a huge region, like, like whatever it is. Right. It's like, but I, I believe that everybody that does join has a pretty similar roadmap where it goes from trying it out to casual to then like realizing that you can be good at this, which almost everybody can be to then it's like, then you have to make the choice of cool. Like who do I want to be Yep. Is this what I want and then boom if you if you execute and you take that then because I want to I want
2: to pause you there because what I loved is dude Once you determine and I've talked about this on the podcast like once you hit like 200k 300k like if you fall if you f- Feel like or you fall into the same, you know pattern of doing 200k every single year like at that point Like I can truthfully, it's just a choice like it is just a choice like oh am I gonna just be a casual rep and do this like this and it's like for the longest time, it t- totally depends on who you're surrounded by and what you actually want to get out of the job. But I think when somebody actually has to decide like, okay, am I going to be casual or am I going to be great? The fact of the matter is like a lot of people are kind of just okay with being casual. And It's not a bad thing either. Like if you just sell 200K and you got your, you know, three, four guys every single year, you're making like hundred make a hundred grand. It's like, that's great. That's great. And that's great for you. But there is, there does come that point where you kind of got to ask yourself, look in the mirror and say, okay. Am I okay with being casual, which is totally fine if you are, or do I actually want to level up and be great? And Brock, a little follow-up for that. What made you, what was like maybe the tipping point for you where you were like, okay, I mean, you never really had that though. I'm like looking at your numbers. You'd like 400, 500. I guess the big jump was obviously 500 to a thousand, but like what inside of you was like, was that your in the mirror moment where you're like, all right, I got to be great now or how did that happen?
3: Um... And I don't think that specific number is what determines your greatness. No, It's your ability to get like, it's your ability to just get out of yourself what, what you can right, like squeeze every drop out of, out of you, whatever that number is, whether it's 200 accounts or a thousand accounts or X, Y, Z. Right. So I think, you know, at least for me, um, it gets to like, it got to the point where it's like, cool. Like I know that I'm capable of more. And so it's almost like a, like a character thing, like a, like a pride thing, like a, like a, who am I type thing? Like, am I the guy who's gonna leave something on the table? Right. Is that like the type of person that I am? Cause like, and as corny as sales is, right. It's like, it's a reflection of your whole life. Right. It's like, cool. If I know I can go out and I can do a thousand, but I don't do it because it's, it's a choice. Then how does that reflect on my character? Right. And like, you know, those that know me closely know, like the way that I was raised, right. My dad always had just such high expectations for me. And it was the best thing ever. Cause like my, my expectations for myself were way lower, but his expectations were so high and it always helped me to like get the most out of myself. And I just became used to like being the best that I could with everything, right? Like on my mission, like I didn't leave anything on the table, right? Like when I played sports, like when I, when I do things that I love, like hopefully, you know, as a, as a husband currently in sales as a leader. And so it's a character thing, right? It's like, if you, if you're going to leave anything on the table, then, you know, I think that's more than anything, a a reflection of your your character. And that's not the character that I want to be. Yep.
0: My, my follow-up question to that is, for maybe someone who the closing and soft closing process on themselves takes longer than two summers like it did for you. My question is, like, where do people go wrong as far as patience goes regarding the roadmap? Because mm-hmm. I, like you said, I think everyone's
3: roadmap is similar, but the timeline is way different. Yeah. Yeah. You look at Corbin. He was just a lay down. Yeah, right? he didn't have to soft close himself for four years. Right, he just all of a sudden did back, back, back. Sixty K. His brothers weeks.
0: did that for him.
3: Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Years. Um, so the question is, like, <coughs> where do p- sometimes people make the mistake along the line with patience? Or?
0: Yeah, just just talk to patience as a whole in in mm-hmm. regards to the roadmap. Like, what would have happened if like you you had like by your standards a slower start to this last summer? Like, what would have happened if Brock wasn't patient with the roadmap and just like you know what? it got a little bit harder like i'm i'm not that anymore
3: yeah 100% um <clears throat> i guess you can become impatient and uh you know which is which is a bad thing when your perspective is is wrong about just like the situation as a whole so for example right like you're like oh gosh i want to just like i want to sell 10 a day and i'm not doing it so I set my goal too high and I suck and I'm just going to sell 150 accounts and try again next year. Right. Which dude, I mean, how many people like set a goal get started slower and then like quit. Right. So if you're impatient and you don't trust the process and um, you know, that that's one aspect of like maybe an error that people make is right. You think that you're supposed to start super fast. Another aspect of that, like just the other side is, um, you'll be, you can be as patient to see the success and the goals and, you know, really like finally get traction. You can be as, as patient, maybe patient isn't even the right word, but it can take as long as it can. If you have the perspective of yourself, which is, I will figure it out. Like I will figure it out. Yes. Or yes. Right. It's like, if I'm taking a, test, you know, one of those bubble tests where it's like ABC or D all answers there are, yes, I figured it out. Right. There's not an option for (laughs) like I quit. Right. Or there's not an option for, I'm not going to get this done. And so if you have like, you know, part one, the proper perspective of, you know, if you're impatient and you have this false expectation, then, okay, cool. You're, you're, you're doing something wrong there on that side. And then the other side is, you just have to be committed to the sacrifice of I will figure this out. Yes. Or yes, it's going to happen. I'm going to do it. Uh, And right. Like this last summer, I got off to a slower start, right? It's like the summer before that, my worst week was 35 accounts. (laughs) And this week, my worst week was like, I think like 16 or 17 this, this year, excuse me, was like 16 or 17. So it's like, but I never, right. There was never once like a, a moment where I was like, okay, cool, like I'm not going to get a golden door this year. It was like, I'll figure it out, man. We'll see what happens. We'll figure it out. And, you know, was able to go out and hit the goal. So,
0: yeah. The point that I wanted to make, I think you spoke to it like perfectly. Patience and in the same breath, it's not just being patient with yourself and being patient with letting the roadmap develop, but it's having the perspective as well. Yeah, it's just the reality it's micro and it's macro it's over the course of a summer It's even over the course of a day if you don't allow yourself The opportunity for your day and this plan and the strategy to unfold Well, then you've never even given yourself a chance to succeed or reach the goal that you set out for in the first place Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for a summer and it's the same thing over when people approach door-to-door as a whole Oh, I thought I was gonna have a hundred guys and be a golden door winner by year three Well, dude, there's anomalies and there's exceptions to the rule, but we got to get real. That's not the rule. No, that's not the roadmap. That's a really accelerated timeline of the roadmap. But normally that takes people five, six, seven, eight. Most people don't even get their period. Because they don't give the roadmap, the plan, what they signed up for, time to develop. And either they lose patience with themselves and give up the task entirely or they end up pivoting and going to a different industry and and you know forsaking it all And so I, I just think what Brock does more than anybody is he has plans. He has goals. Yep. He has things that he will not budge on. And then regardless, I'm confident that if Brock for some reason didn't get it by sometime in August or early September, whatever it was, like, I'm confident he would have been out there to Halloween with the trick-or-treaters. I just know, like, that's what that would have looked like because... Giving discounts
3: for Twix bars.
0: (laughs) No, exactly right. And so, anyways, I just think the idea of patience and perspective,
2: you cannot overlook it in the process of doing anything great. Yeah, and when you're talking about patience, it's not like, dude, you got to have patience, right? Because things don't always go to plan. But that being said, dude, like, being patient doesn't mean being lazy, right? Being patient doesn't mean, like, okay, like... Sold 650K, the the reps are gonna start like DMing me out of nowhere. You sold a thousand accounts, like my inbox is so full, like I don't have time to reach out to them. No, right? Like not at all. Yeah, you gotta be patient with the process, but that doesn't mean that like you're not actively leveling up every single day from there on out, too. Cause being patient and being lazy can sometimes be construed as the same thing. Right.
3: Yeah. I think right? the the maybe a good way to articulate it is patience is created when you have perspective and also the input, right? Like, like meaning you're, you're in like the, whatever your goal is, is your output. Your input is right. Your effort that you're putting out every day. So your perspective press plus your effort will create unlimited patience Yeah, and and you'll get there. Yeah, because this
2: gives you a much bigger, uh, bigger mindset. So, okay, now uh, this is kind of goes towards leadership a little bit, Brocky. this next question. Uh, for someone, you've now been in the industry. This was your fifth year, so you're going on year six, right? Management and leadership, though, hasn't all, I mean, it really only started to become a thing the last three years when you decided, like, well, what you said, it's like, okay, This is what I want this. You made the decision. You took the jump that being said How has your idea of what a leader is now different from what it was when you first got into the industry?
3: Um, yeah, I don't know if I even had an opinion on what leadership was when I first got into the industry, right? It's like To me leaders were always like high-level individuals just, you know Crushing it with whatever they're at right people look up to them and so maybe what the evolution is, is, is you go from cool. You look at leaders and you look at like they're almost like they're clout or like, Oh, that's awesome. Like these guys are like high level. They're sick. They make a lot of money. People look up to them and you, and you like it for that purpose. But then when like the evolution of leadership, at least for me right now, now that we, you know, have a, we have stewardship and a, and a flock to take care of. Right. It's like that's the last thing that you care about is you know how I look or or xyz like the only thing that you care about are are your people right and and you just want them to succeed and you lose sleep over (laughs) over Malachi and and you can't even like think about anything other than like you know Wyatt Perry or it's like you you just care about your people so much and when, when you get to that point right it's like you become extremely intentional and you know how to motivate, right? It's not just like a blanket, you know, statement of, okay, dude, I'm going to buy you a pair of shoes. And that's going to, what's, that's, what's going to like make you increase your production. No, it's like, you know, the levers and pulleys because you love your people so much, you know, them, you can, as Easton says, speak their language, right? It's like, I was talking with Orion about this the other day. He's uh, going to just blow up this year um it's like when Orion like I knew Ryan's Orion so well and becoming right a leader and it's like what I knew Orion what would push orion was his he he was a hard worker and he loved being a hard worker and so when it's Saturday I'm texting him and it's like dude it's just you and me tonight it's the wolves are out till midnight and <laughs> I'll pick you up at 10 and maybe there were some other guys on the doors but like dude, Orion closed deals after dark almost every Saturday. And it was because, right. It's like of the love and the knowledge of like what pushed him. And, and so becoming a leader, right. Is, and I've got so far to go, um, with it for, for everybody, but anyways, but it's like, you, you, you know, your people, you love your people. And then at that point, you know, what leverage employees to pull to increase their production, not to increase their production but to impact them positively. You don't do it so that it's like, oh cool, now I can, dude, I want you to sell a lot so I can hit divisional, but it's like, dude, I want you to sell a lot because like I care about you. I I know this is what's best for you. And so you learn the ways to motivate them based on on that.
0: In closing, because this is what I want to wrap up with and this is what Mm -hmm. I want to take like the next whatever, 10, 15 minutes to go over. This summer, it's just from afar, it seemed like this was just a summer of like massive personal growth, and I feel like the Brock that went out was definitely not the Brock that came back. It just, it you can just tell yeah. when someone has, you know, really gone through it. Yeah, that like, wow, this person had to like level up. It's similar to like how I felt about Skyler when he came back from Portland. I was like, dude, who is this, this is, guy? This is not the guy that I've like grown up in the industry with. Like, this is a different. This is a different animal entirely. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's a two-pronged question. It's very clear that, like, you leveled up in such a huge way. From first, if you had to say the biggest lesson learned from a team perspective, and then the follow-up to that would be biggest lesson you learned this summer from, like, a personal selling mindset perspective. Team
3: perspective. Um. And maybe it's maybe dude, maybe it's the same answer for both, but it's <clears throat> it's, you know, you gotta be willing to give just everything to run I think a successful team and give a good experience, right? Like, you know, four AM night to do an area like and then getting up at you you get five or six recordings that you're going to listen to the next morning from rookies who are just like, just, they want to get a sell just so bad. And so like, you're staying up late to make sure everything's dialed with all of the, you know, weird things that you just didn't realize you, ha- you have to do. And then you're getting up the next morning and it's just constantly on your mind. <clears throat> um, and, and so it's like, just, you just sacrifice comfort. You sacrifice just, dude, it's everything. Like, like literally you, you, you have to sacrifice everything. And, um, that's different for a lot of people, right? Some people there's like real family things they have to like, you know, let go of or events or maybe it's sleep. Um, you know, maybe it's just comfort of your body because like you're tired or X, Y, Z. Um, but yeah, from a, from a, you know, to answer the, the first part, you know from a team leadership perspective it's yeah you just do everything for your people and and you sell for your people and you you know you grind for your people you sacrifice for your people and and you know most most people who are going to be out leading teams if they don't right if 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 you're not willing to be up till 4am doing all the things if you're not willing to do X, Y, Z, if you're not willing to be the first one on the doors, if you're not willing to listen to the recordings, if you're not willing to do the one-on-ones while also you're not willing to then take care of your wife and you're not willing to make sure that, you know, you're having like fulfillment in your marriage or right. Or your spirit or X, Y, Z, then, then all of a sudden, right. If you're not doing that and, and that stops, then everything stops, right? It's like, What's going to happen? Just everything goes downhill. And now your reps are having a bad experience. And and you see that in in the industry all the time where a leader isn't willing to sacrifice. And so who who then at that point is the one who has to sacrifice? It's the reps, right? As soon as the leader stops carrying, well, now all of a sudden, now the reps pay for it, right? Either the leader pays or the rep pays. And, and what we believe here and what I believe more strongly than anything is that The leader pays and the leader pays and there's there's nothing else to say about it And then on on the other side, um pause for one second though. That was
2: just like If you guys don't understand like the guy that's like sitting at the table right now like that was it right? Like Brock loves his people and like it comes across so 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 powerfully and it's like That all being said you just know if you're on Brock's team dude He come hell or high water. He's gonna deliver and if he does not he sure as hell is going to almost die trying, right? It's like finding that in a leader is so important. I love that there are, like I said, sitting across the table with all of these guys that have been on the landing pad the last eight, 10 weeks or whatever it's been. It's like, dude, these guys, it's so hard to find them. But for some reason, it's just like, dude, they just keep coming. They just keep coming. It's like you, Caleb, Seeger, dude, everybody. But it's like, I just feel your passion coming across that like you do what you do. Because, dude, you got a got to deliver the experience for your guys. That, dude, the monetary, like, we haven't talked about money for one second. Because, dude, it's not about them. Money comes. If you do everything right, if you love your guys, you take care of your guys, they'll stick around, they'll make great money, you'll make great money, and That that'll be all taken care of. But, dude, that stuff just doesn't matter. It's all about them knowing that you love them, that you're there for them, and that, like, you know, you're willing to do whatever you need to do for them.
0: Yeah, before Brock answers the question on, because I'm sure everyone's giddy about, hearing all the listeners exactly what lessons he learned from his second golden door summer i'd say on the landing pad as a whole i don't think i can recall times when we've talked in depth about any of our guests earnings no and we've had guests like a couple weeks ago we have guests that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars the point is if you were to strip away all the sales talk and all the earnings talk and you were to just go out and actually do everything that was taught and everything that was shared and the ideas that were brought forth on the landing pad, I promise you're going to have more money in your account than before you were doing all the things we talked about. That's a for sure thing. And so the point that I want to illustrate before Brock gets into this is yes, we do this as a job. Yes, we do this as a career. Yes, we do this because it's like a way to provide the financial freedom that we want to have, but way, way, way more importantly and way more acutely. If you just do the things that we're talking about and do the things that the Brock's and the Calvins and the Caleb's Mm -hmm. and the Seegers and the Drew's and the Bennett's and all the people, if you do the things that all of them are doing, the earnings are inevitably, inextricably, like they are tied together, they are going to follow. So just before we get into this last nugget that Brock has, it's just a matter of, okay, well, if you want what Brock has, do what Brock does. Yeah, and it's not it's not a matter of lip service and it's not a matter of like turning a quick and cheap phrase. It's like no, like Brock saw very firsthand what it was like to give everything to a team with Skyler in Portland. And it's exactly what he went and did in Chicago. And like the reps can attest to it. The numbers can attest to it and the earnings can attest to it as well. Yep. So without further ado, the piece of advice or the nugget or the biggest lesson you learned personally selling this last summer, your second golden door.
3: Um so like there's there's one portion of it that is being coachable, being hungry, learning, right? Like the number of times I'm hitting up, you know, all the dogs like, "Hey dude, like what are you saying? Send me your pitch," right? So you're you're constant you're 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 constantly getting better. Um <clears throat> I think the most important aspect of that is though at the end of the day, well, yeah, you can use all those tips and tricks from everybody like it's on you to figure it out, and there was a there was a portion there where like I was so focused on the sales pitch. I, I think I sent Ben a text like, "Yeah, bro, we got to scrap the intro. Like, I'm um, <laughs> I got a better idea for the intro, right?" And and it's like there was a point that I texted him that and it was dumb and, and it didn't work. But uh, <laughs> yeah. the the point of that is I was overthinking it so much and I was so focused on what is this guy saying? What does this guy say? That, uh, the real aspects of the sales pitch just like left, which is, you know, confidence swagger, just like, you know, I'm going to sign you up right now. Like that, that, that's, that re- that's really, that's really what sells is when you just, you knock on a door and, and you know that you're going to like sign them up and you, and, and that, that attitude comes when you get into like this flow state, right. When you're just not even thinking you're just like, everything's out the door Like, you don't know where you are. You don't know what time it is. You don't feel anything. And then all of a sudden it's 30 minutes past dark and you check the leaderboard and you're at 16, right? It's like, so, so I feel like my thoughts are kind of like unorganized. Let me try to pull it together. Right. It's like, cool. Yeah. Be humble. Get as much training as you can be hungry. But then at that point, right, it's on you to figure it out. You just, you just got to go and get it. And, and, and once you have that mindset of cool, I'm going to figure it out. Yes or yes. Right. I don't care if you're in contract. I don't care if your uncle is the owner. Right. It's like, there was, there was a day where I had Memorial day, actually. Right. Memorial day is just a day that, right. You just, you just have to rip on Memorial. It's not even an option. It's it's not. Yeah. It just happened. Right. It's like, you you plug in on you 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 knock on Memorial Day and you just you're going to sell a lot. And so like, right, it's like all of the the prep happened, knocked on Memorial Day. Um, I'm like the fourth guy to hit this hood. And it's like, so everybody is in contract and it's with a company where they're They sell long contracts of two, three, four years plus. Mm -hmm. And the, the cancellation fee is 50% of the contract remaining. Mm. And I think I sold like 13 and like 11 of them were in contract switchovers. And it's like, it's, it's not that, you know, the, the reason that that happened is I wasn't overthinking it. I was just like, you know, I just got in that mode of cool. We're going to get this done. We're going to sell people. It's Memorial day, man. It's not like I'm not going to sell. And, and that's, that's a big difference. I think between, um, where I was maybe even like Portland year where, I mean, I sold a thousand and seven accounts like that's, I sold almost 400 accounts more in Portland. Like I just never left that state and right. Maybe got off to a rocky start. So I like, you know, it was harder to like get into that, like flow state and overthought things and Right, it's like, yeah, dude. Chicago, this this last year, uh, you know, was my first year like leading a team. All the things. It's like it was it was like a bulking. It was like bulking season, right? It was like, you know, when you're bulking, you're 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 not looking sexy. You're but you're putting on the muscle, and then when you cut, like it reveals like really like what you're capable of doing. And so like I'm just really excited to go out this year, you know, with all the growth that I feel like I've experienced and be able to deliver hopefully an A experience for all the people um, that awesome. that we're gonna bring out.
0: Well you heard it here first. Yeah. Cutting season twenty twenty three for Brock Reeve is gonna be aggressive. Yeah. And I'm I'm so excited to see it. Brock, we're so lucky to work with you. We're so thankful to have you. We know you're extremely busy. Thanks for taking the time.
2: Garth, any last words for we the know. listeners at home? It was said. It was all said. Love you.
0: As for this episode of the landing pad, we out. <laughs> I said I oh, do too much, do yeah, too, oh, too much, oh, ain't, too much.
1: Oh, ain't enough, ain't enough, Where you from? Where you from? do it oh, up, going nuts, going down. I said that I do too much, do too much, ain't enough, ain't enough, ain't enough. Where you from? Where you from? do it up, going nuts, going down. Every day I'm balling, so you know it's scoring. been so important, my back is enormous. it is their last warning Met that girl that night Ooh, got through the morning. I don't know no girl, I'm sorry Hang up girl, don't call me No, no, you will not have me Call that all up on Mari Cash out, make it rain No game Atari Ride me like a Harley Only boy in the party I was on the phone Yeah, we'll play with cardi. Come on, that's got some Hearts up on my cardi.